Well, good evening, everyone, and good evening to those of you watching online. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Josh. I'm one of the staff here at the church. I'm so excited to be sharing with you from the Bible. We are, uh, this is week two of a brand new sermon series that we have started called Jesus. But before I jump into that, I want to um, see if anyone here is excited about Christmas. Hands up. Are, you, are we pumped? Are we pumped yet? Um, right. Food is my favorite part of Christmas. I mean, Jesus. Jesus is my favorite part of Christmas. Food is a very close second. And so I wanted to find out what people are doing for food. Is anyone having turkey? No. That, do you know what? That's, that's ruined my joke. Okay, the thing about turkey is no one actually likes turkey. So I love the fact that no one here is having turkey. Is anyone having beef? Anyone having venison? Going totally off piece. Is everyone having a curry? Going really different. Lamb? Goose. Goose. Very interesting. Does anyone here actually like Christmas puddings as well? Two of you. Very good. Well, uh, I'm so excited for Christmas. Things are getting ready in our household. And um, as we kind of move through the Advent season, we are exploring Jesus. The sermon series is simply called Jesus. And what we're doing is we're inviting our city and our church to once again gaze upon Jesus. This year, we are retelling the Christmas story to a world on the brink. I'm sure you can feel it. I'm sure you can feel there's this sense of angst amongst people um, as we approach the Christmas season. And what's so important about telling this story and retelling this story is that the Christmas story speaks a word of hope and life and peace directly to our cultural moment like no other story does. And so I'm going to open the Bible right now. And if you've got a Bible, would you turn to Isaiah chapter 9? If you don't, don't worry. We're going to have the words up on the screen. This is one of the most prominent prophetic passages um, about the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah. We're going to read just two verses and then talk a little bit about it. This is what it says in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Key verse today, guys, you just want to hang on to is this. He will be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If it's okay with you tonight, I want to talk about peace. I want to talk about peace. If you want a sermon title, I'm simply calling this Prince of Peace. How many of you know that right now we could do with some peace in our world? Our world could do with some peace. We've never known a moment of unpeace like the one we find ourselves in. There is so much uncertainty, so much fear, so much disappointment, so much frustration. This season of Christmas that we find ourselves in has somewhat been marked by a collective sense of ache and longing and pain. I wonder if you can feel that. People have never needed peace more than they do right now. People have never needed good news more than they do right now. People have never needed the story of Christmas more than they do right now. The opposite of the word peace, I, I read this week, is, is the word conflict. 
And I would argue that actually 2020, the year that we've had, could be categorized as a year of conflict. There has been significant political turmoil and unrest. We've come face to face with the ugly reality of racial injustice in our world. We've battled through a pandemic and continue to fight that. Uh, We need peace in our world. And all of this external conflict has provoked in us an internal conflict. 2020 has taken a significant toll on the mental health of our nation. The journal Lancet said this, even before COVID-19, mental health conditions were prevalent, accounting for about 13% of the global burden of disease, yet the world was woefully unprepared to deal with the mental health impact of this pandemic. One survey I read, um, which kind of interviewed thousands of young people in our nation, uh, and it was investigating the kind of uh, impact that COVID had had on the mental health of the emerging generation. Uh, And the report found that 80% of people they interviewed, thousands of young people, 80% said that their mental health had got worse over the course of the pandemic. 41% had said the pandemic had been detrimental to their mental health. Guys, we need some peace. The world is searching for peace. People are hungering for peace. People are longing for peace. Peace with God. Peace with one another. Peace with ourselves. Peace emotionally and and mentally and spiritually. And the good news, church, today is that the story of Christmas, it, it tells the story that because of Jesus, peace is possible. Because of Jesus, peace is possible. If I have one point which I want you to take away, it's this. In Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as this passage describes him, peace is possible and peace is available. Peace is available for you today. No matter where you find yourself, no matter what you're struggling with right now, no matter what you've been wrestling with over the course of this year, peace is available. It is possible to experience real peace. So how do we define peace? John Tyson said this about peace. He's a pastor of um, a church in New York City. He says this, when we talk about peace, there are two kinds of peace. The first peace is when there is no conflict around and all is well. This is a beautiful external kind of peace. We could sure do with some of that in our world. But often the peace that's talked about in the Bible is a defiant peace. I love that. Because it's an inward peace that's not reflected in outward circumstances. So often our inner world, I don't know about you, but my inner world, my inner peace, as it were, follows the direction or the trajectory of what's going on in the world. I'm a Manchester United fan. Any, any other football fans here? No, clearly audience participation is uh, struggling tonight. Um, I'm a Man United fan. When they lose, I'm an emotional rock bottom, okay? My peace has been totally robbed. When they win... I'm like, greatest day of my life. I'm like, I roll up to a roller coaster. But so often our uh, external world impacts and influences what, we, what is going on on the inside. I wonder if you can relate to that. What if there was another way to live? What if it were possible to be resolutely and steadfastly and enduringly full of peace despite our circumstances? This is the peace that Jesus offers It is a peace which goes beyond our understanding. It is a peace which is not connected to our circumstances. It is a peace which doesn't look like the peace of the world. It's a peace which comes alive under trial. 
When the world is in pieces, Jesus gives us his peace. He gives us his peace. And maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you've come here tonight not, or watching online and you just have no idea what's going on and you're at your wits end, you're struggling, you're straining and you are just, you feel like you are in pieces. The good news for you today is that Jesus wants to meet you and, and distill some peace into your heart. He wants to produce peace in you and give you the gift of peace this Christmas. So let me give you a couple of thoughts um, on, on how we can live out and experience the peace of Jesus. My first simple thought is this, that peace is a posture. Peace is a posture. Peace isn't just something that happens to us. We can't go about our normal day-to-day life not thinking about God, not thinking about anything, and all of a sudden expect to feel peaceful. It's not something that you can conjure up and, and force on the inside. We have to actively posture our hearts and our lives so as to receive peace from God. Peace is a posture. It's an inner position. It's a stance. It's a formation of the heart. Peace is a resolution. It's a refusal to allow what's going on out there to impact and influence the state of in here. It's an act of choosing to trust. No matter how we feel, no matter what's going on in our world, it's that inner resolve to trust in Jesus. Right now, in our culture, in 2020, Living with peace is an act of defiance. It's a sign to our world that we live in another kingdom. Because if you're at peace right now, I promise you this, your friends and your neighbors and your work colleagues will be looking at you in the midst of everything that's going on, all the chaos and the uncertainty. They'll be looking at you going, how are you in peace? How do you have peace? How are you not afraid? How are you, how are you secure? How does that happen? And it'll be a witness that you are living under the rulership of the Prince of Peace. There has never been a time needed like this one for the church to adopt a posture of peace, to embody peace as we live. John Mark Comer talks about living as a non-anxious presence in the midst of an anxious world. We need to create a posture of peace. What does this posture look like? Well, it looks like loads of things, but a couple of really simple handles is this. Firstly, we need to let go of control. This is a posture which cultivates peace. And secondly, we need to trust in God. Imagine those are like footsteps, like let go and trust God. Let go and trust God. Let go of control. One of the most detrimental things that we can do to living in peace is trying to be in control of things that we were never meant to be in control of. If you want peace in your life, you can't have control. If you want control, you won't have peace. I don't know about you, but I found one of the most beautiful things of, that's come out of 2020 is the reality that we are not in control. We are not in control of our planet. We are not really in control of our lives. So if you want control, you can't have peace. But if you want peace, we need to go on the daily, moment-by-moment mo moment moment journey of releasing our lives to God and trusting Him with every moment. Peace is a product of trust. Trusting in the God that holds the universe in His hands. Trusting in the God that is sovereign over all things. 
trusting in the God who promises never to leave us or forsake us, trusting in the God who is always faithful, trusting in the God who is always good, who is always kind, trusting in the God who is sovereign, trusting in the God who is always in control. And once we see him, once we see this Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of all, the King of all kings, once we see him and we know how good he is and how kind he is and how he is always about his business, how he works all things out for the good of those who love him, all of a sudden we can receive peace because we know that God has got this, because we know that God is in control. He is faithful. He promises to lead us and guide us. Peace is a posture of letting go and, and, and trusting and leaving God to be God. In Philippians 4, famous passage, it says this, do not be anxious about anything. This is Paul writing when he's in jail. Don't be anxious, he says. But in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In other words, let go and give it to the Lord. Trust him. And then it says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything. The antidote to anxiety and the posture of peace is this. Let it go. Give it to God. Trust him. And peace will come. Jesus offers his peace. My second point, I'm just going to really finish on this, is peace is a posture. But actually, more importantly, guys, peace is a person. Peace is a person. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Peace is found in God. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know God. And you've been searching and you've been striving and you've been trying to find that thing that will satisfy the hole in your soul, the thing that will bring ultimate peace to your life. And you've been struggling to find it. Let me tell you, Jesus is the answer. He is the hope of the world. He is, he is the one that we can trust. He is where peace is found. Walking with Jesus every day, knowing Jesus living with Jesus, having communion with Jesus, a moment-by-moment relationship, spending time in his presence is where we can find peace. Because peace doesn't necessarily come from having all the storms stopped. Peace comes from knowing that Jesus is with you in the boat. Peace comes from knowing that he's beside you. I spoke about this last week. Jesus' name is Emmanuel, means God is with us. If you want to know peace, remember that God is with you. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Just before Jesus was murdered, he said to his disciples, he got them together and he said, my peace I give to you. And then he goes on a few verses later to say, well, look, in this world, you're going to have trouble. I don't know about you, but if I were in the room then, I'd say, hold on, Jesus. How does that make sense? How can I have peace and trouble? Well, the reality is Jesus was saying, you might have trouble out there, but it's possible for you to have peace in here. There might be fear out there, but we can have peace in here. There might be anxiety out there and worry out there and stress and pressure, but in here, you can have his peace. In the storms, we can have peace. In the valley, in the wilderness, in the trial, in the lockdown, in the pandemic, we can know peace. Whatever 2021 is going to throw at us, we can live as people of peace. We can embody peace because we posture ourselves as to receive peace in a, in a life of surrender, but we know that the Prince of Peace is with us and is ruling over us and is for us. Jesus wants to give you his peace. And, and as we do life with him, the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus is, is in us, and he's forming in us 
the, the characteristics of Jesus. Remember, peace is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. As we do life with God, peace is formed and grown inside us. Peace is one of the three main characteristics of a defining life um, that looks like Jesus, along with love, joy. Love, joy, and peace are the three things that really define what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And as we do life with him, we become more like him, and we become more peaceful along the way. Jesus wants to give us his peace tonight. He wants to give us his peace. This is what the Prince of Peace offers. It's what he offers. It's not just a pie in the sky peace, but it's the kind of peace that steadies the storms. It's the kind of peace that sustains us, the kind of peace that um, you long to have when the world, everything around you is, is crumbling and out of, out of control, when the circumstances take a turn for the worse. Jesus offers peace. One of my favorite hymns is the song, It Is Well With My Soul. It's just a powerful song, a declaration. And I love the kind of peace it talks about in the song. It says this, when peace, like a river, attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. The peace of Jesus looks like this, whatever my lot, whatever happens to me, whatever struggles and trials I go through, I have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, even if you've got nothing else, you have everything. Jesus is worth it all. And he offers us his peace. So guys, may this year, no matter what kind of year you've had, may this moment be a line in the sand moment where we start afresh with the Lord, where we receive again his peace. Why don't you stand? We're just going to pray.